Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Well, here we go. No kidding. I mean, we are on the go. Uh, you know what's funny is... We are totally still in the shadow of Mercury, even though it's gone direct. Um, and while our intro music was playing, I got booted off of the show and had to call oh. back in. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, oh, no, no, no. And then I got back, like, right as the music was ending. So, you know, thank you, um, Mercury, for showing us the last of what you can do. <laughs> no kidding. No freaking kidding. It's just one <laughs> of those things, isn't it? Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, sometimes it's, like, amazing, and you're, like, going, okay, I can I can survive, but um, <laughs> obviously my way of looking at life is kind of interesting, to say the mm-hmm. least. I'm, I'm excited about <laughs> the show because the moon is, I mean, we had a beautiful, beautiful full moon on mm-hmm. that one, which I think is amazing. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, generally speaking, uh, I'm also excited because I'm watching clouds run in, and they're coming in right. darker. And I know for those people that may have already experienced or be experiencing rain in large amounts or small amounts are like, so what? But for the... West Coast in California here, Northern California. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So kind of a, a, a moment in time of here. But, um, and yeah, I can I get Mercury retrograde. It's kind of like, yeah, the shadow. It's kind of like things happen, but they don't, they kind of correct reasonably quickly as opposed to what has yeah, been happening with true. this Mercury retrograde. That's but, true. Yesterday was a weird, like, you know, we I think Mercury went direct on Tuesday, and it's Friday today, and 
Um, yesterday I was driving to an appointment to meet with a vendor and my staff member that was covering the shop called and said, well, no, first I got an email from my landlord. They had accidentally gone into my shop when they intended to go into the neighbor's shop and they caused my alarm to go off. Okay. The, when the ah. alarm went off, it shut down the phone and the internet. And then when my employee got there, they were like, what's going on? Everything's weird. So they had to call the alarm company and they had to call the phone company and they had to deal with getting everything rebooted because I was literally in a car driving 40 minutes away from town. It was so crazy. Oh my God. Like, like, holy cow, Mercury. Like, could you calm down already? (laughs) That's not weird. It's like, are you kidding? Yeah. I know. Well, you know, as it, as it is, we're just like we're sliding on through the the experience of all of that's happening. Maybe we'll give a little talk somewhere, and we will. Our show never ceases to add present day experiences and situations. But how has been your your la your week? Yeah, you know, my week's been um, personally good, but but really intense. You know, we are in the, the midst. This was the election week. Um, it's still uncertain. It looks like Joe Biden is going to win, but everything is still uncertain. So there's all of the intensity of that. And then, uh, you know, personally, I'm very, very busy. I just kind of hit a, a moment of all of these things culminating at once between deadlines and, and product needs and, and orders arriving at the shop. And it's kind of all things that I've painted myself into a corner that I have to do myself. <laughs> so I'm, right, feeling a little, right. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, but, but, you know, it's all very, it's all good stuff. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's basically it. Besides the intensity, I have not been sleeping and my eye is twitching because of the election stuff. <laughs> Uh, oh God, that is funny. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? How's your week been? Oh gee, my week has just been like flowing like you wouldn't believe. Um, nice. Actually, it's it's good. It's been good. I, you know, normally, I think I've been asked. Said people have noticed this. They said normally you're doing some fairs and balls and you know things. And I'm going well, yeah. COVID stopped a lot of those in the Halloween time parties, et cetera. I said, and by the way, the one place that I did go over the last two years has been a beautiful place, and it's called the Pagan Ball. And I said, unfortunately, mm. the particular winery got burned, not the oh, big wow. capital, but they got the warehouse section, the back section got burned in our last fire that we had, the glass St. Helena area fire. So um, I'm like, and yet, amazingly, um, the amount of people I picked up on my Saturday at Milk and Honey, which of course we are still all doing um, on mm-hmm. you know phone readings online, and then what I did during the uh, virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival actually put in a lot of that money that I normally would get from these other sources um, for my Christmas money because I usually spend, um, you know, a certain amount of money on each one of my family members and then I have cash because I will be going uh, 
back to Arkansas for Christmas. My uh, place here is still up for sale, and I have to look mm-hmm. for places there, et cetera, and do all of the standard stuff for making a big move. But um, I was really, I have been blessed. And I like, thank you, thank you, thank you, because, you know, it was looking pretty um, tense there with all of what had been happening. So that made my week really good, and, and um we uh, obviously, you know, work at Lucky Mojo is still going on as we are quarantined, you know, in our little sections of the location and no in-person, you know, people coming in. But um, so there, you know, we've got all that going on. And, and quite frankly, um, I was, you know, really grateful for this week. It, it kind of made me feel better. I was not sure how I would feel at Samhain because usually that's a time when I have some very deep personal friends that I get together and we do ritual and nobody was in the space to do it and, and they they wanted yeah. to be in their own little valley wick. And so that's what I wound up, you know, doing, which was kind of interesting. And my stepdaughter did a really wonderful um ritual protection spell in her place that she connected with all family members spiritually and I was we talked about it on Sunday and I was really impressed and very proud of her um for the kind of things that she did so that's you know I mean talk to my granddaughter my oh my granddaughter um <laughs> she was going to be another I guess she they had another costume they were going to do for her and then she decided literally um 24 hours before Halloween that she was not going to be this. She was going to be what she was last year. And she mm. kept running around the house saying, I miss No-No. Now, No-No oh, is that's a billion name for grandmother, and No-No yeah. is grandfather, which I find interesting. Yeah. Um, but because she learned the word No-No as things to not do, you know, <laughs> and yeah. then no, no was close enough to that. So I've just, that's what I have. But she was running around the house going, I miss no, no, I miss no, no, I miss no, no, I miss no, no. And I'm going to be the witch. I'm going to be a witch. And that was what Aww. she was last year. Oh, that's so cute. So I'm going, my my sense of I got off the, the phone and I'm going, that is my granddaughter. That's <laughs> you know. It was great. It was a wonderful feeling. And I got a little FaceTiming to see her running around in her costume because they don't do, they didn't do trick-or-treating like you right. know, we've all done in the past. They went to certain family members' houses that they'd been going to, and they had certain little tri- rituals they did at each one, and I think that was like three. And then they went home, and I was like, oh, that's so cute, you know. So yeah. that was Aww. my that was my week, and it really, it, it in essence, um, I feel different. I feel different. I actually was mentioning that today to someone. I feel like my energy raised a vibrational level up. It feels like I went mm. from a medium hum to a nicer solid hum, I guess. Nice. So, Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where that is. I, I flea bomb my house. My dogs went to the groomer and got their cleaning and their brightening and their, you know, check on them. And I feel like I am ready for the winter because I usually flea bomb the house in mm-hmm. November and in June, you know. And it, right. it, 
it does exactly what I want it to do because you can't not bring leaves in because you walk around. Right. right. You know, that's just sort of the way it goes, and they use you as the public transit system. So, um, but this at least, you know, does what I need it to do to keep everything comfortable and, and safe so we aren't all food for, for bugs, let alone fleas. But, um, and the dog's long, like Westies originally were set to do. Um, they do have a tendency to, I need to be more conscious of the grooming. So that's yeah. it. That's my, my week. And we're ready to start, nice. I think, our our remainders of our tarot card series, but with the, yeah. the one called the moon. Yeah, we're back on track with our series of exploring the major arcana, and we mm-hmm. finally have reached the moon, which, if you look at this week, is f- hilariously fascinating timing, uh, mm-hmm. and so here we are. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So I was, like, so stunned going, oh, this is so great. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. You know, and I have to say that since we started this series at the beginning of the year, that the timing that the cards have been, and sometimes we get stalled out for one reason or another. We're busy. We have to, you know, um, not do one, or we have one of our our Sabbaths that we put in. It's always been working in Mm -hmm. a very coherent way to describe what's going on in the world yeah. and in our lives. So with that, I'm going to turn over the, the first part always is where you do a beautiful job of describing and getting the, the card in, in line, and then we'll go on from there. Yeah, so we um, talk about the major arcana cards, and it is based on the Rider-Waite-Smith system and the deck that Rider-Waite-Smith created. Um, so if you're familiar with that deck, then you will be familiar with this imagery that we're about to share with you. Uh, But the moon card is the 18th card in the major arcana. Well, it's not the 18th card. It's number 18. It's actually the 19th card. Um, If you've been listening along, you know why. (laughs) Um, But here, here again, we see two pillars, a pillar to the left and a pillar to the right. And these pillars show up in several of the major arcana cards and they represent different things depending on who you ask but um uh, i can't think of the word compassion that's not it and severity um two mercy different hebrew mercy thank you um two different hebrew words that i can also cannot remember but they they have they hold this balance they hold a balance and in the moon card there is uh, a little river that runs between them there's a, they're very set back in the mountains uh, the river flows down into the ocean. It is believed to be the ocean. Uh, there is a dog and a wolf on one on either side of this flowing water. And it's believed that that represents domestication and wildness. Who knows? But we have the dog is orange and the, the wolf is more yellowish, really. And then a crayfish emerges from the water, which is a whole interesting thing that we can talk about later. Um, the moon is actually, it's a crescent moon 
sitting in the sun, which is a really, really interesting thing. The sun has 16 points that are long and 16 points that are short. So another interesting thing. And then it is um, raining. And I, I'm using air quotes as I say that. There's 16 little drops. Um, I'm sorry, 15 little drops that are coming off of the moon and the sun, which are yod-shaped, which is a Hebrew letter. Uh, in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, the moon appears to be frowning. And so there is this idea that the moon is unhappy. Uh, and the, the colors, this is a, for really, for the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, this is a pretty vibrant card. There's a lot more color, especially since it's supposed to be nighttime. There's a lot more color you see in this card than you might see um, in some of the other cards that are more, I don't know, simple. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. It, see, to me, it feels like more vibrant. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, that's, the, that's the imagery of the Rider-Waite-Smith card. And there is so much in this card, so much. I know, I know. Interesting, you were saying, you know, you were saying the sun. And it's funny because what one of the the the, the um, books that I was reading, you know, rereading, the information, it's the three phases of the moon, which honestly, you know, when you think about three phases of the moon, but with the the the, the uh, rays, I was kind of like going, you know, I really think it's more of what Phoenix is saying. It's got you know the the moon in the sun mm-hmm. and combined. But it's interesting you were saying sixteen and the two towers. Sixteen right. in the row is the tower, which I find yeah. again you look at the concept of. Um, the situation where there is a certain energy pattern about what the tower represents as its card and how it's put into as a double reference here in the moon. So, you know, I have never felt that the moon itself had uncomfortable connotations, mostly Mm -hmm. because I feel that just like we talk about the dark, it is, it can be scary, it can be evil, it can have all those terrible things in it. But in actuality, there's also the side of the positive, feeling comfortable in the dark, experiencing the dark as, you know, nighttime going to sleep or whatever. That kind of right. So that's why this card is, to me, um, much more illuminating. Yeah. I'm intended um, for that. I will get off my soapbox and let you cut. <laughs> no, I think it's true. And I think that's interesting too for, you know, a lot of people who read Tarot are not necessarily witches. You know, the Tarot goes beyond witchcraft. But I think for witches, especially, there is a comfort with the moon. And so much is done in the moonlight. And there is so much awareness of the phases of the moon in witchcraft that. Uh, you know, that generally this card is sort of looked at as a a difficult card to have show up. But when you don't have a difficult relationship with the night and you don't have this fear-based relationship with the moon, it kind of changes your personal relationship to this card. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I find that really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know that, you know, the canine aspect 
with the two canines, one being domesticated, one being, you know, the more wild, um, Mm -hmm. there's always the concept of, you know, what we do structurally, we are more within a structure of our, you know, our ego versus, and our, our, our conscious mind versus the wilder side, which is more that unconscious or primal point of reference that right. that both reflects the towers, the two towers, and also obviously these two animals that are part of it. So, um, you know, I think that there is a duality here as much as anything else, which, you know, when you think of the sun and the moon, if you describe mm-hmm. the, the duality. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and according to Wait, uh, one of the creators of this stat, the life of the imagination disconnected from spirit, which that sounds like a bunch of, like, fluff to me. I don't really, like, that could be interpreted in so many ways. Like, how how do you have an imaginative life separated from spirit? I don't know that you can. Uh, but anyway, he says the dog and the wolf are represent fears of the natural mind, which is interesting because I feel like, a lot of modern readers don't look at the dog and the wolf as the same thing. They look at them as, like you're saying, the duality. Kiox um, also talks about how everything in this card has reflected light. There is no natural light or direct light. It's all reflected light because it's the moon's light. So there is this idea of um, um, the reflected light illuminating our animal nature, the reflected light being an intellectual light and not a spiritual light. Uh, so it's, it's like a false light, right? It doesn't really take you deep. It keeps you on the surface. Uh, but he also says the message of this card is peace and be still. Uh, there will be a calm that comes upon our animal nature while the abyss beneath shall cease from giving up a form. So it's very interesting. It feels a much more complex card. You know, I always feel um, for me that this card is about what's happening under the surface. Uh, You know, there may be this thing happening on top. It may be that you might really have a clear idea of what's going on. But if you were to just dive below the surface of the water, what's actually going on? And that's what's important to pay attention to. Mm You know, and, and the other thing that Waite says about this card is, is generally it represents darkness and danger and hidden enemies, but also occult forces, which I think is interesting in our, you know, talking about the energy of the, of the moon in witchcraft, right? The occult forces right. of it. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, that's what he said, but I feel like this card has evolved like all the cards have evolved. I think so. Oh, I believe mm-hmm. so. Because, well, okay, I'm going to get a little point of reference here. You know, the moon, in, it's interesting because one of the, the books says it's the moon mother watches over the birth of spirit into material manifestation, representing mm. the consists of the digits one and eight, which add up to nine, which is the second initiation, indicating that the hermit was the first. And then, of course, you know, we're talking about you know, different aspects of what an initiation means. It can be learning yeah. that your your world is, what you've been doing is um, inappropriate and you've been initiated into more wisdom. Or You know, there's, there's the occult meanings, the esoteric um, 
society meanings. There is the real world experience of what you're doing. The more you ta- you were talking, I was just like listening and back again. We're talking about times when the publications and things of this nature being made more public um, mm-hmm. was directed by men and put in light of that consciousness. And yes, the cards have evolved because we have evolved and yeah. become more aware of the harmony and balance and equality of both the masculine and the feminine, the right, the left, you know, whatever you're going to you know, terminate it, terminologize it as, which is not a word right. that I made it up. <laughs> so um, instead of, ter- you know, the terminator, <laughs> terminalize. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I wanted to bring that up because it was it's funny when you said that and I'm reading my little thing and I'm going, well, that's interesting. This is how this this one is going, and it's all about that aspect mm-hmm. of being powerful in the creation of something and moving it forward, which, right. you know, that's the feminine. Yay. Mm, yeah. So, but, um, and, you know, there, there are so many interesting things about this, you know, when you say meanings, like the, in the upright, again, we're going back to things that we've talked about, what is upright, what is reversed. Um, but interesting enough, it is about, they talk about intuition and imagination and deception and unforeseen perils and secret foes and bad luck, you know, but then, mm-hmm. you know, as an upright, still unfoldment of psychic powers. But you reverse it, and it's interesting because, again, you have imagination, but you harness it for practical purposes. And storms will be weathered and peace gained and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think as we have said before, we both um, do not do reversal. So we look at the cards right. around to add the meaning that I think a reversal in a black and white point of reference would give. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the other I'll, thing, to, just in the symbology here, is that little crayfish. Um, yeah. You know, we kind of, we've kind of touched on some of the other symbology in here, but uh, and and there's a few different theories about what this little crayfish represents, and it's you know one of the theories that this is the early stages of consciousness, you know that first primordial being that crawled out of the muck that led to humanity, you know, um, so it is like, and there's also this exterior shell that is sort of keeping the truth um, from really being revealed, uh, and, and so this you know it's it's um. It's a young consciousness. It's an unaware consciousness. It's a, um, it's the beginning steps of of really seeing the world that is around you. Also, this concept that you know the the crayfish is a bottom feeder, so it's not only, um, you know, covered in a hard shell and standing at the edge of the water, but typically it lives in the depths and it's coming up out of that space from its kind of. From its unawareness, its hiddenness, it's starting to emerge, right? So again, it's another little nod to this idea of emerging. um, Mm -hmm. What's happening under the surface? What is what's actually going on? Right, right. It's it's and it's interesting. We're talking about that and listening, and I'm going, "Aha! This is it! I'm looking at my papers." But yes, yes, you know, and. 
um, because of the emerging, if you look at the levels, you've got the crayfish, you've got the dogs, and then you have what is beyond the pillars, which, you know, along with the yodes coming down of, you know, divine cosmic energies, etc., um, the initiations. And one of the things that I realized is that that number actually has two variations of where you would consider initiation since that, you know, mm. two times nine is 18. So two experiences of wisdom, nine being the hermit and another nine, but it's also three sixes. So in yeah. actuality, it could very easily be the third initiation, which, you know, when looked at being a trinity or, you know, whatever you feel, that is a higher initiation, a more a deeper initiation, something more. Right. So um, it does have two levels, which I didn't realize until you were talking. I'm going, oh, look at that. Remember <laughs> my math, <laughs> which I don't often do because math is never, it's funny, math was never my best subject at all until I got into like trigonometry and algebra four and and I wasn't deliberately doing that, but I wanted to be a doctor at one point. Yes, I said that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I soon realized that I, whether I was a doctor or chiropractor or anything, I wasn't really interested in, you know, dissecting people's bodies that had once been alive. So I quickly lost interest in that. But that was one of the things that I was doing in high school with the mindset going forward. But it's the higher, I think it's because you get beyond the limiting basics and you can go into bigger, a bigger uh, pattern that you're looking at. And I guess that's why this appeals to me as, as a, a tool because the tarot has the simpler ones, which is your basics, and then you go into these other higher meanings or, or deeper meanings, I think would be a better way um, to describe them. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyhow, um, maybe we should take a break, our very quick and short but yeah. sweet break, and then come yeah, back with a, a little bit more and then our yeah. our own favorite terrains. Yeah, we'll dig into the into the more of the meanings when we get back. Yay. All right, stay tuned. Okay. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Oh. 
always feel better when I'm unmuted. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, one of the things that um, I wanted to share was the, the more Golden Dawn, Paul Foster case, concept that the, and this again, kind of, I kind of looked at this as that quaff, Q-O-P-H is the name, the letter, the name or the letter, which is Q, um, which means back of the head and that the part of the skull, the back of the head is where the cerebellum and the medulla oblongata is. And both these functions are functions of human personality, which Mm we share with the rest of the animal kingdom, which again goes back to the, to the animals that we are seeing, not just the little crayfish, but the dog. So, yeah. and it's about, you know, the, the, it governs the, the, the uh, body activities of health. And I was really kind of taken by that because I know we all, you know, look at our brain and, you know, a lot of us that are alternative health people kind of, wander through different aspects that we can work with when it comes to that. And it's, you know, the function of sleep, which mm-hmm. we've been, I think you and I mentioned briefly or, or somewhere along the line is that, you know, people have been having a hard time sleeping. Yeah. We have had a hard time sleeping um, because not just of our brain activity, but collectively what we're experiencing when we go into sleep, which is going into you know, that state of subconscious, you know, melding with everything. So um, I was, I'm aware that I've had a lot of experiences with clients talking about that too. So it's kind of like, oh, good. Sometimes it's like, good, it's not just me and my little world that is all messy right now. (laughs) Anyway, so. Uh, so, can we talk a little bit about about um, some of the meanings of the moon and if it shows up? Sure, that sounds perfect. So, um, some of the things here that many writers have said about the moon is that it is often about fear uh, mm-hmm. and that you may be pushing things down rather than deal with them. So, you know, usually when we aren't dealing with something, it's because it's too painful It's and, and it brings up fear or other things that we're not ready to address. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. But usually when the moon comes up, it is a sign or a symbol that maybe it's, it's time to start dealing. You know, the avoidance of the issue has lasted long enough and maybe it's time to start dealing. One of the readers that I... Um, was reading her blog about this card and she was like um, that this it might be time to seek out hypnosis therapy or other healing systems and I was like oh that's pretty interesting Um, the other thing about the moon is it's a card of illusion it's uncertainty Uh, nothing is quite what you think it is so this is definitely something to pay attention to in your layout if you have a bunch of cards what, how is the moon in its layout impacting those other cards? Because this could make everything else, if you have a great reading and then the moon is there right in the center, it might not be such a great reading. It might be that everything is great on the surface, 
Mm-hmm. But if you just crack that ice, it could all fall apart, you know. So it's really important, again, to remember, we say this every time, remember to not just look at this one card, but the other cards around it and what those other cards mean too. Um, you know, the other thing that can come up around this card is to pay attention to the moon cycles. Are you are you incorporating moon cycles in your own personal work? Are you Are you doing magic on the full moon? Are you aware of letting things go or setting intentions on the new moon, it might be time to incorporate some of that to help you mm-hmm. shift this veil of illusion, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, again, some of the more traditional ways of looking at this is not just illusion, but delusion, addiction, you know, things that distort the reality so if yeah. you are un, unsettled or, you know, your emotional state is um, off balance, then making choices that are from a distorted or unbalanced situation becomes something that is brought to the fore in a reading and saying, well, maybe this is coming from, an, you know, a more codependent and more this or that point of reference and yes so the surface is one way but there's a deeper uh, reference point and I mean we all have our coping mechanisms you know yeah doesn't matter I mean we all do that and in our day and age coping mechanisms are um, wide ranging whereas before I think you know (laughs) they weren't as wide ranging um, as they are now so um, And that's, again, another one of the, the vision of the moon, as per se. And cyclic, how do, you, how do you cope? Do you cope better at this time or more difficult? And not necessarily because it's a full moon or not. And I have to mention this. Um, it, it, it came up, it was in the Press Democrat, which is our local newspaper, about a young boy who is dealing with, and I don't know the the actual medical term, but it is one where you show symptoms of, you're going to love this. And this is one of those where, I know we've had questions about this, but it shows symptoms, it's called the werewolf syndrome. Mm. And it shows symptoms of that process. And it's an article and it's an actual, there is an actual diagnosable um, issue where that is the case. Mm. I was fascinated by it. I was just like, oh my gosh. You know, and I had to remember <laughs> to tell that because we have, you know, we get on Ask a Witch, we get a lot of different um, questions. And I, I honestly think that that was one I can, we have to adjust for because it does, there's something that does exist of that nature. And right. So bringing it to the fore in this time frame, at least with the moon and the howling and everything, I thought, well, let's just see about talking about that. I'm sure she'll love me bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Yeah, totally offbeat. But, yeah, I was, I was, and I, again, how appropriate, you know, werewolf moon, you know, what else can you say? But, yeah. anyhow. So back to the more practical things that we're talking about. So I'll I'll kind of back off here. (laughs) (laughs) So should we go into the reversal real quick and get that out of the way? Yes, (laughs) we might as well because that always comes up. 
Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, so if you you have a moon reversed, it can indicate that you've been dealing with illusion and now you're starting to work through it. That that some of the fears and the anxieties and all of these things that may have been kind of in your consciousness uh, you're moving beyond like you've already you're facing the shadows you're facing the hardship it's no longer under the surface it's out in the open mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it is often a really important um, sign that it's time to face it head on right like you can't you can't hide anymore when the moon shows up um, you know upright you can still kind mm-hmm. of hide, especially like if, like I said, if the moon's in the center and it's surrounded by the Empress and the Sun and all you know, all the Ten of Cups, you could just pretend that everything's great, but eventually, you know, it will turn itself over and <laughs> make itself right. known. Um, right. It can also, and I find this true with the moon and the Queen of Cups. Um, yeah. But the moon reversed is supposed to be more of this, but I find it true for upright moon as well, but it's a card of intuition. So mm-hmm. listen to your intuition, mm-hmm. listen to the messages coming through, pay attention to your dreams and anything else that um, any gut reactions or instincts that you're having. Um, I find that right. anytime the queen of cups comes up to, I'm like, Oh, you already know the answer. You don't even need to talk to me. The queen of cups is here. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, most of the time people don't want to hear that, not because they don't want to believe in themselves, but because it's hard to own it, to say, yes, I do know, or yes, I do have that intuition and it's right. Mm -hmm. It's easier to, um, to, to bounce it off quote, we call it bouncing off people, you know, different situations. Yeah. Okay, so um, very quickly, a sidebar. I mean, are we done with our reversals just so I'm not, you know, jumping Yeah, unless ahead. you want to add anything in. I think that's good. Okay, no, I don't have anything on the reversals. I just wanted to kind of, we've been doing, I've been adding these kind of more esoteric reference points, but one of the things is that this is the, um, the sign Pisces. So it is Pisces. It is the... Is ruled by you know Neptune and Jupiter and um, mutable water, and the musical tone is B natural. But this it rules the, officially. It rules the feet, the lymphatic system, and blood chemistry. And when you look at the fact there's this path that you walk, is you put your you know you start putting you know the foot on the path. Thought that mm-hmm. was has a, a certain other. It kind of portends a beginning of a another level of your you know walking the path so to speak right yeah nice yes so there we are so at this point is the fun part for both of us because we get to talk about our (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah forget all that writer weight crap (laughs) i know i know forget it we got our own (laughs) it's mostly because if anyone realizes when you read tarot you do start out with something that is simple and generic or, you know, some people jump right into the deep end, which is fine, but you eventually find a deck that speaks to you. And then that's the one that, that really you like are, it's like you and it are one. Um, And I think that's interesting and most important for people who might be thinking of doing something 
with this other than, you know, their own personal growth and things. So, yeah, I, you're, you get to go first on this one. Oh, okay. So I use the Druid Craft Tarot deck. That is my favorite um, deck, and I've used it, well, for a long time. I haven't come across another deck that has taken my love from this one yet. It could happen, but it's been a while. Um, You know, one of the things, like I said, if you've been listening along, some of the cards in my deck are very different than the original Rider Waite, and they tend to have a more earth-based, Celtic mythology spin Mm -hmm. to them. Um, Mm -hmm. The imagery on this card, though, is really kind of spot on. There's a few differences, and uh, you know, the the wolf and the dog are howling. And for me, that is an important difference. Um, the crawfish is a crab. And for me, that's uh-huh. another important distinction. That feels like a very different animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and crab connects to cancer, the, the sign of the zodiac, and water and the depth of ocean and emotion and feeling. So it kind of mm-hmm. has a different spin there. The other thing that he specifically, well, it's, it's a, by Philip and Stephanie Cargom. I forgot to mention that. One of the things they mention in their write-up of this card, I'm trying to flip my book to that page because I want to say it right, um, is that the, the two towers in this book, they're standing, or in this deck, they're standing stones. He mm-hmm. says here that the standing stones are the other side of the gateway that the high priestess holds. Um, ah. So if you were to walk through the standing stones behind the high priestess, it would lead you to the edge of the water where the moon is. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we really can look at the major arcana as a single journey or, you know, whatever. And I love this idea that they interplay together like that. You know, like you could walk mm-hmm. along the landscape and be move from one card to the uh, the next. I really like that. Um, but here's here's a little bit of of what they say about this card. It's about psychic awakening, uh, facing fears. It says the path can sometimes be difficult, but the more we enter into the mystery of existence, the richer the rewards. However far we have traveled, we can still fall victim to delusion and illusion, and yet this is no reason for us to hold back. Fear has its place in protecting us from danger and in clarifying our emotional limits. But this card tells us that fear can also be our ally and teacher. So I find that really interesting. Yeah, it says the moon is associated with menstruation, which if you know me, I love talking about periods. And that's a reproductive process. <laughs> Which means this card is associated with creation, with the process of birth, death, and rebirth. So you got to love that. Um, mm-hmm. It is change, imagination, and creativity. It can indicate a difficult emotional journey uh, and being prepared for loneliness or isolation as you basically deal with your shit. You know, that's not what they wrote, but that's what I'm summing it up as. Uh, and then the message of the moon, teacher and ally. If you can walk through the gates of fear, you will arrive at the realm of the goddess who will bless you with inner vision. That's where you go. That's, that is the Druidcraft Tarot deck. Wow. Hey, you know, that's cool. And I think that there is a certain amount of, um, I like the pillar idea. I like that pillar and standing stones mm-hmm. on the other side. 
I think that's very um, that sees things in other dimensions that you know again we were talking about the idea here of the dimensions being different with uh, how writer and and they put it together versus um, you know how other decks have subsequently visioned it according to either their like the druid um the the one that I use the witch's tarot things of that nature it's it's it um it shifts the perspective enough to to make us reach deeper i think into mm-hmm. into the the actual aspects of using this to explore ourselves or to help other people explore the circumstances they have but um um mine which i tend to use is the um Oh, are you done? I don't want to step on your toes today. I've been a little bit less thoughtful, and I apologize. Are you complete with what you needed to say on your toes? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, go for it. Okay, yeah, I was just like, I'm getting so excited here. Um, the Witch's Tarot is what I use, which is interesting because there's another one that has a similar name, but this is by Ellen Dugan and Mark Evans. Mm-hmm. This one does not use powers and and animals. What it does is it has hakate, and mm. she is standing in a wooded area. There are, in the background, not as distinct, but two very tall mountain peaks that are are like canyons. So they've made it more like a canyon in the back with the moon, but mostly it was in the crescent. And it talks about hakate as the crone. And, you know, being at the crossroads and the, mm-hmm. the, with the torch. And so it uses the triplicity of Maiden Mother Crone, which, of course, Hakate is part of and is also, you know, very much in her guises. Uh, but it's the crone, the woman's power, and it's about showing the way but being ready to step on the path and go forward. And, um, you know, of course, magic is everywhere, that kind of a thing. The meanings, of course, is that this is the um, intuition and illusions, but it's also about your psychic powers, and it reveals um, people and situations are not always as they appear, and Mm -hmm. the light can be deceptive. What looks one way during the day may appear differently under the shifting light of the moon. And basically call on your guides and your totems and Hakate to help you pass the fog, pass between the fog and find recognition of what you need. So, um, and of course, the uh, the aspect here is with uh, the positive is the crone aspect of the goddess. Work with waning ma- moon magic, protection magic, seeing through what others would keep hidden. Does that sound like what we've been doing recently in the big world? <laughs> um Intuition and the development of the psychic powers and wisdom gained through years of life experience. Or I should actually say experience because life experience is positive. We do have that, but I think a lot of people live through a lot in a short period of chronological years that gives them wisdom too, and we need to honor that. Yeah. So um, as a reverse, of course, would be more like deceit, anxiety, fear, deception, um, you know, and of course... There you go. That was, but it's 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 a softer version. It's a much softer version, and yet it still has the it punches a a real hard punch of energy, even with 
without all of the, you know, symbologies that the uh, Rider Waite Smith deck has, or some of the more traditional ones that they've that have kept the the same kinds of symbols there. Right. Uh, yeah. But um, so yeah, in, appropriate as it it is <laughs> to bring about what is illusion versus going beyond the the, the um, veil of what has been created by illusion seems to be happening in our mm-hmm. life right now with not just personal things but nat- national <laughs> in big time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, but I know that I normally, we jump on some bandwagon, but at this point, I think for, for what we are looking at, do you have anything you want to say that is outside the norm of our tarot or anything that you would like to, you know, bring forth? Because we have a few minutes before we say our farewell. Yeah, you know, I don't think so. I think, well, maybe there's one thing. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I already said this, but I feel like with this card more than any other, it's really important to pay attention to the other cards you've pulled because, um, mm-hmm. you know, this card obviously has a standalone message, but it's going to greatly impact what else is going on in the reading and what the, you know, what the querent wants to know, what the question is and the other cards that have shown up. So, mm-hmm. you know, just make sure that, of course, when you're doing readings, really take into account how the cards interplay together. I feel like this one really is more impactful to the overall flow of the layout than some of the other cards might be. Mm-hmm. That's all that I would add, you know, just a little exclamation point on that one. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's good because, you know, a lot of what we talk about is personal experience, things that we've experienced you know, we've had happen while we've had readings, and I know that looking at it as something we want to do for ourselves, and then we get excited, and then we start jumping into the deeper water, so to speak. So definitely from this card, look at everything around it, because again, mm-hmm. it's about illusion, or that which is seen through a, a different kind of lens and you want to be able to utilize that. Yeah. So, but I think pretty much that that kind of sums up our, our experiences on the moon, unless there's yeah, something absolutely. going no, around. Okay. I think it was very, it's a very profound card. And mm-hmm. for us, as I said, the the timing of these cards for our own lives, and yeah. in circumstances, because um, as as I was saying to Phoenix before we started the show, that Samhain to now, and of course Samhain the full moon was really intense, that my own experience of where I have been, where I am, what my energies were, my emotions, my mental state, shifted. Mm-hmm. And shifted to a vibration that seemed more solid because I was willing to let go of some of the what I thought were real world have tos that were basically illusionary. You do it but you don't have to get stuck in it kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Kind of where it is. But um yeah. 
So that's my last word on the moon. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll be back next week to talk about the sun. And then there's just two weeks left, and we go on to justice. No, not justice. Um, the world. What the heck? No, judgment. My brain just, judgment. Thank you, Christ. Oh, my gosh. Judgment. And then the world. And we've made it through the whole shebang and it took us just about a year because we you know did other things in between so that's pretty fun i think that it's absolutely amazing because you know when either one of us has chosen to teach this it's usually annotated versions because you can't you know i a long time ago because i learned it that way but a long time ago i also taught it that way is that i did one card either per week um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so it was a 21, 22-week course and that kind of a thing. And that's great. But as we found in life, we have times where we stall out on things because we haven't yeah. gotten it yet. And we need to go through a little bit more. But, yeah, um, yeah. so that that's why I think the year is probably good for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We definitely, the sun will be next week and it's you know as we said today with the the way that the rays of the the sun and behind the moon are incorporated with the moon it is a compliment and we'll probably say a lot more about that on next week's show so absolutely yep so yeah in the meantime thanks for listening and you know do witchy things and smash the patriarchy there you are yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this goes up in the air you know there's no fist yeah. bump it's up in the air okay that's right so have a wonderful and safe week and we'll see you on the radio next week absolutely bye bye Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.